A healthy smile is about more than a pretty face. Today on The Pulse, we bring in one of our experts on orthodontics to show us how a healthy smile can do wonders for your overall health. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. With Courtney Chandler today, I'm Christy Francesco. Whether it's getting braces to correct an overbite or straighten teeth, improving your child's smile can go a long way in his or her overall health. Here to explain that is Dr. Flavio Uribe, Chair of the Division of Orthodontics at the Yukon School of Dental Medicine. Dr. Uribe, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Chris, for inviting me this morning. Now, sure, it's nice to have an improved smile, but there are bigger health implications here than just cosmetics, right? Yes. Um, what we're really trying to do is uh, fix malocclusions. And, and what are malocclusions? The word uh, from mal is bad and occlusion is the way we bite, okay? So improper bites. So our job as orthodontists is not only to align the teeth, but to overall give a good bite that will be important for function overall uh, as we chew food, as we speak. So uh, most of the time that we spend when we're uh, treating our patients is trying to achieve a good bite. And uh, what are some of the other implications that go along with correcting a bite in, in children? We'll start with children. If we look at one situation that is very clear for a young kid, um, this kid could present what we call an anterior crossbite. So what that means, the, the bottom teeth are ahead or in front of the top teeth, and uh, this could be detrimental to the health of the anterior teeth in the long term. And although you might not see this in the short term, as this kid becomes an adult, those teeth in the front might start wearing significantly up to a point where these teeth might have to get restored with a crown or a bridge. Uh, the tooth in, in some possibility could be lost too. Another aspect that I, that I think it, it's important to consider that also uh, has aesthetic connotations is that kid with those teeth that are sticking out. So that kid that has teeth sticking out above and beyond the lips, first, often they're bullied at school for the aesthetic uh, reasons. And the other important thing is because they cannot close their lips when they play sports, there might be instances where their kids might traumatize those front teeth. In these instances, that trauma could create a lot of problems because uh, the, that individual might lose the tooth with the trauma or might need a root canal. And so at the end, by having orthodontics, we could uh, move that tooth to the proper place and achieve a good bite and prevent this from happening. So what could be done for a child who's in danger of losing a tooth? For any kids that do have a trauma to the front teeth and they might lose that tooth called avulsion, when that happens, we do here at UConn a, a very interesting approach that has been done in Europe and some other places in the world for a long time. Uh, but we do here uh, in an interdisciplinary approach with Dr. Safavi in the endodontic department, we do a procedure that is called autotransplantation. In this procedure, we take teeth from the back, usually premolars, and in this case, we implant them in the front for that lost in tooth incisor. So when we do this, um, the, the tooth is gonna continue growing. This typically at the age of 11, 12, and um, uh, the bone and all these structures around the tooth are gonna come down and uh, create a more natural look for that tooth 
in the future. So uh, when we do not do this procedure, uh, that bone is not going to develop, and it's harder for that restorative dentist, for the whoever is going to restore that tooth, to make that tooth look more natural. So that's actually a technique that we approach, uh, that you, we use here. Another reason that we do our transplantation is for kids that might be missing uh, some teeth, and, and maybe they're missing more teeth on one side than the other. So we can uh, sometimes pick, take one of those teeth that on one side that might be more than the other side and transplant it to the other side so we able like we can even out the amount of teeth and this typically we do it at the age of like around 12 13 because um we want uh, that there's a little bit of of uh roots still left that is forming in these individuals but it doesn't mean that we don't do it in adult patient we still can do auto transplantation in fully adults uh in some instances so you mentioned that this isn't a very common practice um can you explain a little bit why is it because you're merging two different disciplines yes uh the, the possibility that we have here is like we have experts in and um in many uh specialties and uh, and one of those is uh, Dr. Safavi has, has done this auto transplantation for I would say over 30 or mm-hmm. or more years so so he has a significant amount of expertise in this area and uh, I was uh, in, a, in a meeting uh, recently uh, where an expert from Seattle that does this technique a periodontist was talking about the approach and in this conference there were a lot of orthodontists from the uh, northeast of the United States attending the meeting and they actually very curious to know where this approach could be done who could they refer the patient to and actually uh, to this orthodontist I told them that we're kind of like one of those that have expertise and that always can come here to UConn Health because uh, um, we do have the expertise uh, in this area. That's great and that's the benefit of academic medicine right? Yes definitely because we are always uh, trying to use uh, those evidence-based approaches sometimes uh, trying new approaches uh, as we try in academics to try to evolve and make uh, things better than the way we used to do before. Dr. Flavio Uribe from the Yukon School of Dental Medicine. What would be some examples of why an adult may come to an orthodontist? So what what um what many times we see uh, adult patients for is to be able to do what is called pre-prosthetic orthodontics. So pre-prosthetic means that before bridges, uh, crowns, that's prosthesis, any of those prosthesis, often uh, these adult patients have lost a tooth early on and the adjacent teeth start migrating to that spot where that tooth was before. So when they migrate uh, the adjacent teeth, they start creating what is called collapse of occlusion. The upper teeth also might come down. So when they want to get on a bridge, an implant, something to restore that tooth or other teeth they might have lost, they're going to find that there's not enough space to put that implant or bridge in that area. So as orthodontists, we have to almost like undo time and put the teeth where they were before uh, so there's enough space to be able to restore and properly um, what is called the space appropriation. We exactly locate the space where it needs to be so the implant can be placed in that spot. So that's one of the other areas that um, we can help um, and work as a team here with other specialties such as the prosthodontist or the general dentist uh, um, in this um, restoring a good bite and uh, of course good aesthetics. Now is there some sort of innovative treatment approach that's not really common similar to the 
auto transplantation. Yes, uh, yes, yes. very good. <laughs> yes, uh, we definitely have. Um, uh, we're pioneers in in, in this uh, approach that uh, is the orthognathic surgery approach. That ortho correct ala- correct alignment and natos jaws. So orthognathic means correct alignment of the jaws. These are for patients that have a significant facial deformity that where orthodontics alone would not be able to align the jaws or the improper bite. So we work with a team of the oral surgeons here and um, uh, they are the ones who are responsible to align the jaws and we as orthodontists work with them to align the teeth. Um, we have uh, this approach that um, it's uh, novel and uh, very few centers in the U.S. Uh, use this technique that is called the surgery first approach. So in this approach, we go directly to surgery to address the dental facial deformity from day one uh, instead of what's commonly done of uh, a surgical phase that is having braces for about a year and a half and that typically makes the deformity actually more worse before it gets better. So instead of doing this, we go directly to address many times the patient chief complaint, that is the deformity. And then we finish with braces. Um, and typically the treatment time, instead of being uh, the conventional through two and a half to three years, we do it typically in one year, one year and a half. So definitely reducing the amount of time that uh, the individual is in braces. Also, for this specific type of, of patients, we have developed this new approach. We're combining surgery first, again, or, uh, surgery from day one, and then using Invisalign instead of conventional braces. We're one of the pioneers in the world uh, with this approach, and um, and it's actually pretty interesting because like a lot of these adult patients might have had braces when they were early on. The jaws kept on maybe growing, and uh, they now need to get orthognathic surgery and often they don't want to have braces so uh, we do given this approach of having aligners um, so uh, we combine this early surgical intervention with um, aligners and uh, we have had some successful outcomes as we adopt this technique in the last few years uh, uh, that um, we have been doing this all right and can we briefly talk about the difference between invisalign which you mentioned as part of this as an option and the traditional braces? Yes, Invisalign uh, has been in the market approximately for 20 years and it has become very popular. The appliance has improved significantly over the last years. Um, we typically, uh, we do use in our clinics uh, Invisalign um, and uh, uh, we typically have it more indicated for not so complex malocclusion, but as the appliance has evolved, we are dealing, we're addressing more and more complex malocclusions. Uh, sometimes with this uh, appliance, it could be hard to refine uh, the bite and sometimes the alignment. So sometimes we have to resort either to do braces from the beginning uh, if, the, if the complexity is that severe, or uh, in some instances, we have to um, resort to start with Invisalign and then have short phase of braces to refine the occlusal and alignment of the teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we definitely are seeing more and more interest and we do provide that care here at UConn Health. Right, and I know for less complex cases, we can print, 3D print aligners in-house. Correct? Yes, we do have our own uh, in-house 3D printer and we're able not only to print aligners, but we can also do this to be able to have the retainers done in a, mm-hmm. in a fast manner, the clear retainers, we can provide them uh, with a scan and then a printout. So that's also something that is becoming very popular in orthodontics, the ability to 3D print 
um, the, um, the, the, the teeth that we have scanned with enteral scanner. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Uri Bay, so what do you love most about orthodontics? I, I think um, I would say that uh, the, what it's so interesting about orthodontics is like that when you do, um, when you place an appliance or when you uh, put a wire in, the, it's kind of like somewhat, to a certain extent, unpredictable what you're going to see next visit, but you can like envision that result. And, uh, and when the patient comes the next visit, it's like so exciting to see, mm -hmm. hey, does this work really exactly how I planned? So that's the exciting, the, like the surprise uh, factor there. I think it's so exciting every time. Mm -hmm. and, and then when you see the changes, I think it's just dramatic changes in how these kids also, we see them grow. These adults see their smile changes and their bite improves. So all these things are important. But I want to finish with a story that I think was interesting when we think about until what age can you have braces? So I'll finish with this 80-year-old patient that I treated. Um, 80-year-old, <laughs> she came and uh, she needed some work on the aesthetic work on the um, uh, upper teeth. And she had some crowding on the bottom and they needed a little bit of space to do some crowns on the top. And so she needed a brace on the bottom. We put the braces uh, on the bottom and I was refining her bite and uh, trying to get the best outcome. And then she came uh, one day and said, you know, I need to take him off, okay, I'm done. And I'm like, why are you done? What <laughs> happened? You know, like, I, everything's beautiful, everything's perfect. And you know what? I have a day tomorrow, so I don't want to have braces <laughs> for my day tomorrow. So, yeah, so, so it's very, very interesting. Yeah, like what do you see? And, uh, and again, there's no limit, okay, in the right. terms of age, yeah. Right, right. But going back to children, so what is your message to parents, especially those who are thinking about, you know, their children and going to an orthodontist? What, what is your message to parents? I think uh, my message overall is like that, that uh, the American Association of Orthodontists uh, recommends uh, kids or to get children to get um, um, screened about the age of seven. Uh, so we can monitor for any de um, developing problems that might be there, such as missing teeth or those reverse bites or cross bites that might be there. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're going to be treating at that point, okay? We don't treat all the patients that early, okay? But we want to make sure that we can like monitoring any problems that may be developing and intervening at the right time. Well, this has been terrific. And, and before we go, I just want to mention that the American Dental Association Foundation observes February as National Children's Dental Health Month and has designated the first Friday in February as Give Kids a Smile Day. And that's something Dr. Flavio Uribe from the Yukon School of Dental Medicine certainly can help with. So, Dr. Uribe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chris and Courtney. Pleasure. Courtney, thank you for playing radio with us today as well. Thank you for having me. That's our time for today. For Dr. Flavio Uribe and Courtney Chandler, I'm Christy Francesco. Thanks for listening to the Yukon Health Pulse. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time and please share with a friend.